1: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio.
0: Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers a little bit more about history every day. I'm Gabe Lussier, and in this episode... We're talking about the first demonstration of an atom bomb to be shown on American television and how it gave rise to the era of atomic tourism. The day was February 1st, 1951. The KTLA TV station in Los Angeles made the first live broadcast of an atomic explosion. The detonation took place in the Frenchman Flat Basin in the Nevada desert, and was part of a series of nuclear tests known as the Operation Ranger Program. The blinding white light produced by the blast was transmitted live to early bird viewers in Los Angeles. KTLA didn't have authorization to film the blast, but managed to capture the footage anyway using cameras secretly stationed on top of a Las Vegas hotel. The atomic bomb known as the Ranger Easy, was outfitted with a mass of plutonium evocatively known as the Demon Core. It was dropped from a B-50 bomber plane above the Nevada test site, roughly 65 miles northwest of Las Vegas. The bomb's one kiloton payload produced a destructive force strong enough to level a large building and most of a city block. Ranger Easy, was one of 100 such nuclear tests that were conducted above ground in the Nevada desert between 1951 and 1962. Initially, the tests were deemed top secret, and no members of the press were allowed anywhere near them. That high level of secrecy stoked the public's interest and compelled KTLA station manager Klaus Landsberg to undertake a risky operation. He sent a camera crew to Las Vegas and had them set up on the roof of a local hotel where they'd have a clear view of the blast. At the time, remote broadcasts were a new frontier for television and the infrastructure to support them wasn't yet in place. In fact, Nevada didn't even have its own TV station at the time. To make the live shot work, the KTLA crew had to cobble together a chain of transmitters that stretched all the way from Nevada back to the LA station some 200 miles away. It was such a makeshift solution that engineers at each transmitter had to use flashlights to communicate their position to one another. Jury-rigged though it was, the system worked, successfully relaying images of the blast to the station's transmitter at the Mount Wilson Observatory in Los Angeles. Early risers who happened to tune in at 5.30 that morning were among the first in the nation to witness an atomic blast. The estimated 30,000 viewers watched in awe as a flash 50 times brighter than the sun filled their screens. In those days, before the advent of videotape and long before digital recording, there was no easy way to record the footage being transmitted. That meant there were no replays of the blast. If you weren't tuned in for the live telecast, then you were out of luck. That said, the rating share for the one-off event was so large that Klaus Landsberg decided to cover another atomic test the following week. The station's unsanctioned broadcasts put the Atomic Energy Commission in a tough spot. Obviously, it would have preferred to keep its top-secret program out of public view, but if that wasn't possible, it at least wanted to have more control of the narrative. With that in mind, the military invited the press to attend the 25th atomic bomb test in American history, which was set to take place on April 22, 1952. Surprisingly, all three television networks, NBC, ABC, and CBS, initially declined the invitation. The reasons cited were the high cost and technical complexities of making a live coast-to-coast broadcast from the Nevada desert. In the end, only one station manager accepted the challenge, KTLA's Klaus Landsberg. He and his crew worked tirelessly to set up a 300-mile-long relay link between the test field and Los Angeles, the longest ever attempted at the time. On the morning of April 22, 1952, KTLA made history once again by making the first live national broadcast of an atomic bomb blast. The station's six cameras covered the detonation from all angles, with the images they captured being simulcast on all the major networks. That time, about 35 million viewers tuned in for the event, ensuring there would be no shortage of TV coverage for future atomic tests. Over the next ten years, Operation Ranger was followed by a host of other descriptively titled nuclear programs, including Buster Jangle, Tumblr Snapper, Nougat, and Sunbeam. A-bomb tests became so routine that watching them turned into a new kind of tourist attraction. In fact, the Las Vegas Chamber of Commerce even printed calendars listing detonation times and suggested viewing locations. One of the most popular spots to watch from was the Sky Room at the Desert Inn Hotel and Casino, but many other tourists tried to get an even better look by picnicking as close to the test site as they dared. KTLA had provided a public service by giving Americans their first glimpse at the horrendous destructive power of a nuclear bomb. The response, however, wasn't abject fear or disapproval. Instead, the most powerful weapon ever devised by man was relegated to just another form of spectacle. Tourists flocked en masse to watch mushroom clouds bloom in the desert, secure in the belief that they'd likely never be on the receiving end of such a blast. It was an unthinkable pastime for the rest of the world, but especially so for those on whom America's atom bombs had already fallen. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class.